On this podcast, our teen hosts discuss real life with real people. We hope to inspire others by sharing stories of individuals and pairs of friends who have dealt with mental health challenges or just the ups and downs of life and discussing what brought them healing and inner peace. In these episodes, we also talk about the role that friendship and connection plays in a person's emotional well-being. Subscribe to this podcast to be a part of our Friends on Air family. Friends on Air! So, welcome to Friends on Air! Woo! (laughs) A podcast presented to you by the Friendship Circle of Pittsburgh. Um, on this podcast, our team hosts discuss real life with real people. Each month we post, we invite individuals to share their stories of struggle, healing, and the role that friendship and connection plays in their lives. Our hope is that during this segment, you feel seen, understood, or inspired in some way. Welcome to the seventh episode of Friends on Air! Season two. Um, this is super exciting. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um... Yeah, this is exciting, and one of the reasons why it's exciting is because we will be playing the hosts today. Yes, my name is Allie. I'm the wellness coordinator at the Friendship Circle. I have a background in psychology and clinical mental health, but today I'm just hoping to get to know our awesome teens a little bit better, as they're going to be our special guests. Oops, I gave it away. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Ayala. I am the team member engagement and partnerships coordinator at Friendship Circle, which basically means I get to hang out and have a good time with everybody. Um, And I also have the privilege of working with our team committee to create programming around teen mental health and wellness, which is something I care a lot about and is also why I'm so looking forward to having this conversation. Um, In today's episode, we're going to be exploring teen mental health hearing from our very own teen wellness committee members. Um, I truly believe, and I think I can speak on behalf of Friendship Circle, that we feel nothing about us without us, right? If we're having a conversation about teen mental health, we need to hear it from the people who are experiencing it themselves, who are on the ground, who are either facing challenges challenges themselves or have close peers and friends who are dealing with challenges. Um, teen mental health is a topic that we clearly care a lot about here. Um, that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, and we felt it was the perfect time in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May, um, to flip the the roles here. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear about your experiences. We want to hear um, how you are feeling so that listeners who are your age can feel um, heard and seen and understood and cared for. And also that adults listening can hear about what it is that you're going through and how they can best be supportive in the climate that we're in and the world that we're in. Um, sure. So thank you all for being here. We have four very special ho- uh, teen wellness host committee members. Um, before we get in, Ali, did you want to add anything? Sure. Um, so I think you did a wonderful job of covering that, but I know that one of our goals in the podcast, we talk about like shattering the stigma, right? Which is just our stories are what makes all the difference in the way people understand and connect to mental health. So we're adding that human element. I think that's so, so important. Um, Also connecting to each and every one of our teen wellness committees has been just our members. It's been such an honor to get to know them. So we really do feel like today you are in for a treat hearing their story. 
hearing a little bit more about what makes them so special and that they honestly share their stories that blows me away every day. So um, I know that this is going to be a special episode. I agree with that 100%. So we're going to get into it. Let's start with introductions. Um, Abby, how about you go first? Tell me, well, I, I spoiled your name, but name, <laughs> grade, um, maybe just a fun thing that you're passionate about. Um, my name is Abigail. I'm in uh, 11th grade, so I'm a junior in high school this year. Um, my hobbies are uh, hanging out with friends, coloring, drawing, painting. Um, I like to really like hang out on my phone a lot, but I also like to do a lot of music. I also cool. love to kind of help speak up about mental health and like kind of, I like to, how, how do I say this? I like to help kind of share similar experiences and help kind of give feedback when I feel like there's a chance for me to be like, hey, you know, like this is what I feel and be able to hear and understand how everyone thinks differently. And I like to hear how I can understand others in a different perspective. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Abby. Person next to Abby, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex. I'm in 10th grade, and um, I don't really have that many hobbies, like, relative to Abigail. (laughs) Um, I like uh, playing piano, and I like listening to music. Those are both great. I think everyone likes listening to music in here. Yeah, in here, yeah. I actually have a coworker, names will not be mentioned, (laughs) who doesn't like to listen to music. Interesting. We'll get into that a different time. Person next to Alex. Um, Hello, I'm Bracha, and I'm in 11th grade. Um, some hobbies. I really like spending time in nature. Um, I like writing. Um, I do also really like music. I guess I just like spending time with my family and friends and just living in the moment. Awesome. Person next to me. Person next to Bracha. <laughs> um, I'm Ashira. I'm in 10th grade. And I also really like music. I like writing music. Um, I play guitar, and I taught myself piano, so it doesn't really count. It does count, absolutely. No. Yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, and I used I used to do a lot of art, but I still like it. I just don't do it as much. And I like going on walks with my dog. And yeah. Well, I do that, too, with your dog. Yeah, she does. And fun fact, she's my sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one? Tell, the funnest fact of today is that I get to interview one of my sisters. Mm-hmm. So... Raha, in one sentence, what are you here to talk about today? Or what's your general message? Um, I think that every single person not necessarily struggles, but they deal with mental health. And if it's them, a loved one, a family, friend, whoever it is, or they see like a person on the street, it affects them. And I don't think that mental health doesn't just like pick and choose who it wants to do, like affect. It affects everyone. And I think that's really important to talk about it and I feel like doing this is me personally shattering the stigma which is something that I'm really passionate about doing and I'm just really passionate about advocating about mental health and because I know that other people advocating for mental health helped me a lot so I want to be able to help other people. Awesome. I think you are doing exactly that. I agree. Me? Yes. We're all looking at you. I'm here to talk about just helping people in general. Just one sentence, Bracha. One oh, sentence. sorry. Um, I, I didn't say it. it could be a run-on sentence. You know. Oh, um, oh semicolon. <laughs> I'm not good with grammar, so um, I'm not very good with grammar. So I'm just going to say, uh, help the people in need. I think that's, that's awesome. Good. Period. 
Um, I think why I'm here is to also kind of help advocate for mental health and to say that like you don't have to feel alone you don't have to feel like there's no one who understands like there's plenty of people who are in your corner who want to help fight for you and want to help fight with you to really help support what you need and that like it's okay to not be okay like you don't have to cover up you don't have to fake emotions you can you can talk to people there's people who want to help you you just have to you can ask for help. You don't have to be afraid to ask for that help because that's why it's there. So I think in one, like why I'm here is to really help make sure that the world knows that like mental health needs to be addressed in one way or another. Like it's real, it exists and it's, it's a struggle for everybody. And that it's, it's another epidemic that I think needs to be addressed. What a great answer. I add something to what I said. Totally. That I just want to be, I'm here because I want to show people that I'm not scared to talk about mental health. Uh-huh. And many people are scared to talk about it, to think about it, to be around people that have struggled with mental health, which everyone does. And people are just, they're scared of it. Like they're a different species or something. So I'm here to show that I'm not scared of it. And I don't, it doesn't scare me. Love that. <laughs> All right. But I'm here mostly to, I think, share experiences, which I feel like that it shows that there's many, many different ways of mental health and it's not just depression or anxiety, which are the major ones, but that that everyone has struggles and acknowledging your struggles can help you grow from them and overcome them. And yeah. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's so true. That was like two sentences. Okay. You guys all did oh, great. No. Right. Um, so... There's a comma in this. I'm going to make a reel out of that, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. We'll we'll count how many times he does it. (laughs) How many, like four and one? Because it was like. (laughs) So at the beginning of each episode, as you all know, we like to pick a fun question from our little thingy there. Yes, thank you. Hold it up. Little jar of questions. So I'm going to pick one out. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to. We can brainstorm if these are not. No, these are good. We're going to do this like super speed. Because gotcha. we have a lot of important stuff to discuss. So the question that I have pulled out is, are you more of a city person or a country person? That's a really hard question. What? Because it really depends. It's all just a one-answer question. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll start. Thanks, Alex. I'll start. Um, I'm more of a suburbs person. <laughs> See, that's not city or <laughs> That wasn't our city or country. You are exactly. the balance. There's a, I was uh, say, yeah, it's closer to city, but it's not really? like... Yeah, like a country, country. feeling. Fine, you know what? Let's yeah. do. Let's do. Okay, city, suburb, country. Okay. No, I wanted to feel special. Oh, fine. <laughs> um, just, yeah. Suburb. You can choose suburb, but just know you're not original. <laughs> so, suburb. It's like okay, a mixture I'll of the go. two. <laughs> I thought you were done. It's a mixture of the two. You get both elements, but just city's yeah. a little stronger. Nice. I'd say I'm more towards the city aspect of a suburb. Um, I like I very much like the country feel. <laughs> no, it's glaring at me. <laughs> no, I'm like I like I like the feel of a city and like being close to people. But I also like the feeling of having your own personal space. You know, like New York is stuffy. Like that's not what I want. Pittsburgh depends on where. Facial expression. I don't know. Whenever I hear New York, I just she's like yeah, because that's like very like that's not even city. That's like. I've never Chaos. been to New York. You know that. So I'm imagining. I'm like trying to think of a place I've never been. Ali, that needs to be on your bucket list for the next year. Bring the baby to New York. Bracha, you go. Okay. um, You can interrupt me if you want. Um, um, 
I like city because I like the hustle. And, bustle. Yeah, bustle. Hustle and bustle. Bubble. Yeah. <laughs> hustle and bustle. I just like when things are happening and moving, but I also like the country. I just like the peace of mind and like I like being able to. I wouldn't want to have a country house and a city house nice. one day, nice. like but I'm gonna have an RV, so I'll be fine. That'd be my country. Can you travel day. between your houses. Right. <laughs> no, that'll be my house. Abby, in the country. how about you? Um, I have to go with city on this one. Oh. Um, not only because I kind of agree with Raha, but like, um, just like things being really busy, and I'm not like a. Uh, you could say that I sit around a lot. That's pretty fair for who I am. But, like, you can also see me, like, outside of home of, like, I am constantly on the move. Like, I don't I'm, – I'm kind of, like, one of the mm, – mm, how do I say that? I, I'm, I'll just go with, like, I, I like city movement and, like, I like when things are always happening. Like, there isn't something that, like, you won't see me doing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. How about you, Allie? Those are interesting answers, guys. Um, I would say probably like country. It's gonna make me sound very antisocial, but like I like I like to walk by myself a lot in like nature. Um, sometimes if I'm just like walking and it's the city and I I get like crowded or people bump into me, I I'm not in the same like method. I'm slow not, walkers. Mm-mm, yeah. It's not as comforting for me. It's so like my gonna, street. Yeah, my go street. Country, if that includes like the woods, like nature. Yeah. yeah. My answer would probably be country also because I would much rather be surrounded by stars than buildings. I agree with that. I don't know why I thought celebrities. I was like, hmm. <laughs> yes, no, no, we're, we're not celebrities. celebrities. Thanks, Thanks. That's a good answer. That's yeah. great. Is that what on the video? What? Is Abigail in the video? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. My literal dream is, like, to, like, go in a pickup truck with, like, a friend or someone and just drive and drive and drive and drive and then just have, like, a picnic or, like, fall asleep in the back of the pickup truck. So if you have an RV, you can sleep with the windows open and sleep. But It has to be a pickup truck. (laughs) When it's cold and rainy, you can sleep inside the RV. Um, I don't mind getting rain well, you guys, those were fun answers, and they helped us to get to know a little bit about you. Um, but we really just want to jump right into it. We want to know, first of all, you're members of the Teen Wellness Committee. We want to know why you joined the Wellness Committee at the Friendship Circle. What inspired, what motivated you um, to take up, we'll call it like a mantle of advocacy or this leadership role surrounding mental health? Um you know, we talked briefly in the introduction, but we really want to know why mental health matters to you, why this is so important. Should I start? Yeah, anybody who wants to start, go ahead, guys. You want to start, Abby? No, you can go. Okay. Um, I think why I took up the leadership role and I think why um, I joined wellness is because of the word wellness of, like, at some point, all of us need that extra support or all of us need that extra wellness of, like, I need to take a break from school life or stress or like something that's going on. I just need to focus on wellness of like being myself and getting myself that support and that help that I need. So I think that was one of it because I get so overwhelmed. I'm like, I just need to take a step back and I need to find something that makes me happy and something that is relaxing for me. So I think that was kind of one of them was like, 
it's a chance for me to like find myself and be able to be my most passionate self and not be someone that I'm not when I'm not here. So like that was one of them. And I think the other was just like being able to be a part of a fun group and being able to help kind of advocate for mental health of like, it's not just everyday people, but it's like actors and celebrities and it's basically the whole world saying I need to take a break. Like everything is falling apart. Like I need to do what's best for me. So I think, but also being, being someone who's had a lot of painful things in my life when it comes to mental health and having a lot of issues, not only inside of a school, but also just kind of like everyday things. I, I felt like if I can help advocate that maybe it will do some good and maybe then I can let go of my frustration and my anger, but in a way that doesn't hurt somebody, but in a way that shows like, Hey, I want to help be supportive for somebody else who might be struggling, who can feel like there's someone in their corner who really truly understands. So I think just being able to speak up for someone's needs and being able to say like, Hey, there's more than what you're seeing. There's more to the story I think can really better impact somebody who's struggling. Thanks. Yeah. You know, Going back to like when I was in high school to have that person who's not afraid to speak up mm-hmm. and to share their story. Like I can't imagine like if I was struggling, how much of a difference that would make. So um, it's empowering, first of all, but I hope that you know that you're doing something very special for our community. So already I'm just mm-hmm. like I said, I knew I'd be blown away, but I already am. Thanks, Abby. Of course. How about you, Alex? So I love to help people. Uh, it's like basically the only thing I actually care about so helping people whether it's physically or emotionally is just what I like to do also my mom's a mental health professional so that definitely plays a role yeah yeah Mm -hmm. well we really appreciate your input Alex and Mm -hmm. everything that you contribute to anyone needs help (laughs) I kind of just just like one second was just on the committee I don't remember how I got here but um, I think something like I all signed me up or I think we like met on the roof and I decided I was going to be on it. I don't really remember, but um, I should say the roof is where programming happens. Yeah. On our fancy rooftop. Um, but also like so many people have told me in my life that like, I can't accomplish things. I can't speak up for mental health. I can't ever speak about it. Now I get to get back at all those people and say, look at me. I'm like doing so much stuff with my life and like advocating for mental health and speaking up about it and doing something that I love and I'm really passionate about. And like, I just get to be like, I'm doing a great thing here. I'm helping other people. Absolutely. I think sometimes people say that because they're afraid of what's different or you're bringing Mm -hmm. things to their attention. And maybe it's a, a certain way that they've seen mental health for a while and they're not ready to open up to different lenses. But I love that you just didn't give up. And absolutely, here you are now. And I think this is just one of the many things that you're going to do. Shout out to everyone who told me I can't do it. I did it. <laughs> exactly. There exactly. You go. Yeah, I think a little bit off of that. Um, I think, well, it's very, like, I'm passionate about it because everyone struggles with it. And... Just, like, I like I hear comments here and there. And it just, like, frustrates me. But I also, I'm the kind of person who I don't like to speak unless I know what I'm saying. Because then it just comes back looking at me like, you know, I'm the one who messed up. But, um, so I think, well, I joined the committee because 
it was like it's an opportunity to educate yourself and yeah that too. and it could expand to like further to your future and it's just a it's a good resource um and i'm just passionate about it because there's there's so many different like i don't know how to phrase this but like there's so many different ways that people think of mental health but i think there's one overall which i feel like people think of it as i said it before as depression and anxiety which it's just health for your mental being and just yeah exactly and just um sharing that it's not that there's many ways that yeah awesome um i'm gonna start with let's start with you alex yeah can you think of a time in your own life where your mental health was challenged and can you share obviously um all of you share to whatever extent you're comfortable with um what those challenges were and also what helped you heal or cope through those situations mental health struggles happen every day it's not just a rough patch here and a rough patch there for some that does happen but for me it's day by day i get through it day by day and sometimes it's worse than other days but like just thinking you're not good enough thinking that nobody cares about you or worse that people are out to get you it just is not true i just thought of everything logically why would anybody be out to get me why should i be sad now obviously that doesn't work but um, I mean, maybe for some. For some. Yeah. But, like, if you have a chemical imbalance, that's not going to work. Um, but thinking that people hate you, just why? Why would they hate you? Thinking that you're not good enough. What are you not good enough for? You have to understand. It's, when you think of it, it's so broad, and but it feels like it's just grabbing you and attacking you. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's just fake. Mm, interesting so like you have a lot so and i think a lot of what you're saying is probably relatable to majority of listeners like i think if we were to take a survey majority of people would say that they experience thoughts exactly like the ones that you're bringing as examples not feeling adequate enough um not feeling worthy like all of those things are so so human um and so you're basically saying that doesn't make sense. Like, logically, it doesn't make sense yeah. that you're not enough. Like, you think that your friends aren't really your friends. But then when you, if you actually talk to them and tell them about your problems. They're there. They're there. Like, mm-hmm. last night, uh, I was having a rough time. I called my friend. And she helped calm me down. Everything's okay. And then it was short. But um, at the end, she said that she loved me and that really just meant a lot so after i hung up i did cry a little bit but but, um people care people care healing cry that's a also people care about it and mm -hmm. there i think there are so many healing things that you just mentioned but not even meaning to like friendship like support and friends um crying that's, I mean, that's huge. Crying is that's, human. It's, and it's, it's, 
scientifically it's so healthy like releases sure yeah and tears are made of different components when they're mm-hmm. cried for different reasons it's all very fascinating and you know i'm gonna be honest um, i love crying <laughs> it's extremely therapeutic and you know you mentioned some cognitive behavioral techniques that you use on yourself as well and the way you kind of test is this accurate is this reliable um absolutely perfect coping skills that we love to hear people use that's yeah. amazing I, honestly i've actually never heard anybody say that that has like worked for them but that's so cool that it does um thanks for sharing that alex um abby do you have anything to share in the uh, yeah i think i think have kind of with him like having that one person or two people but like I don't know if you want to have like more than two because I think sometimes that can become too overwhelming for people. But like, I think having just those like one or two people that you're like really close with and have that tight knit connection with um, can can really make you calm because it's they get you, they throw you, they they know what it feels like, they know how to deal with it, they know how to help. Like, I call. Um, I call a friend a lot when I'm sick, or, oh my gosh, not sick, ah, um. Well, just not feeling great. Yeah, like, when you're not in that moment, okay, and then to tell you, like, okay, you know, like, you're fine, like, it's just, you're, you're not crazy, but it's just, like, that one, like, it's just a thought, and it's just driving you in those emotions over the top, and it's, to have that person to kind of bring you back down into, kind of reality world of like it's not actually happening it's just your brain thinking that it's happening and it's just sending you into a spiral like it's that can really give you a sense of like grounding but also like that one person who just truly gets you and knows how to help in those type of situations so I think having for me one of my uncles to my uncle and not my family to really be there to like really know how to best work with me but um during a scary situation which I had to live sadly and wish it would have never happened but it was it was just a surreal moment for me of like I would have never in my wildest dreams like thought that that would ever be a thing so um to have like my uncle to really try to calm me down and to tell me like hey you know like yeah that was really scary and like you're gonna be fine like it's it it Sadly, it's it, ha- it. People react in ways that should not be allowed and should not be behaviorally ever okay. Period. Like that, just should never be a thing. But in reality, like you know, like you're gonna see it. You're probably gonna hear it. You're probably gonna. Like it, life comes with its challenges. Exactly. Exactly. So I think just to but to come back to that one point of just having those one or two people to read the kind of understand you and know how to support you can really be a good life support because it can it can remind you that like you still have people who care about you who still are in your corner who you can always talk to so awesome and yes i have a follow-up question um we previously spoke about so abby and bracha recently spoke on a panel that we hosted um and we spoke in preparation for that a little bit about your perspective coming from someone who's part of the neurodiverse community, would you say that, so at Friendship Circle, 
you know, we're all about making sure that all resources are accept are accessible for everybody, regardless of ability, disability, no matter where you are on any spectrum of anything. Like we want to make sure that we have everything that everyone needs. Would you say that coming from your perspective, um, people view individuals like yourself and their mental health differently or like less at like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, do you feel like you're given the same amount of resources as everybody else is? Um, I think for me that can vary. And I think for anybody on the neurodiverse, neurotypical or just on the spectrum, um, I'm trying, I won't, I don't want to call anybody out and so I'm like trying to make sure I'm using like the accurate term, but you like can say however you yeah. Like to say. But like for on the neurodiverse or autistic um, level, that for me, I feel like not every resource is available to me because either I have to be on a wait list or you have to fill out a form, and then that takes five, six, seven, eight weeks for anything to happen. And it just, I think for me, I feel like not always does the help that I need always get to that like I feel like it just takes so long or if I need help at school like people look at me differently um I've had some of my own very scary incidents and it has really made me think like why why me why now like is it because I'm different am I um am I broken like am I just not accepted you know like I don't know. Those are not questions that I could answer, but yeah. Thanks for sharing. That's super tough to deal with. Um, and I think like you're saying, and similar to Alex's answer, like having that strong support system seems to really yeah be a core part of healing and a core part of being in a good space mentally. And I can absolutely say that that resonates with me in my own life too. Like we all, something that Friendship Circle really, really emphasizes is we need connection in our lives. Yeah. All of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like, we can't live, like, as healthy humans if we don't have those connections. Yeah. Um, so and I think it, like, it ultimately comes down to, like, reach out. Like, you're not alone. Like, reach out to someone because they're there. They care and they want to help you. You just have to take that that step and say, I need that help or I'm ready to reach out. Like do it when it works best for you. Don't be forced to do it. If you're not ready, do it when you are like, okay, I've really taken the time to like really think about it. And I'm ready to take that next scary of a step or that next strong approach and say, I'm not okay. I need to talk to somebody and they will, they will gladly listen to you. Like it, it's there just, take that step like you're not alone so shout out to my best friend who really really knows how to calm me down uh, it's, it means more to me than anything so, so i love sweet. you oh that's so sweet that's um i think you also mentioned something really important there which is asking for help which i think people forget how hard that could be it's a very vulnerable thing to admit that you're quote you know can't deal with it on your own I happen to have the very opposite perspective. I think it's so strong to have that vulnerability, to be able to recognize that maybe I need somebody else to, you know, fill something that I can't reach on my own. Uh, I think that's tremendously strong, but that's not easy for everyone to get to. So, And 
shout out to the people who told me previously that like I would never be able to get to where I am now like look at me now like I'm defining the odds of that and I'm not afraid to speak up like I can't be silenced anymore so to those who said I couldn't I'm here and I'm proud of where I am so so are we thanks Abby how about you Bracha I wonder if phrase the question. Yeah. Question again. So originally I asked, we kind of went a little mm-hmm. off there, but um, it was equally important. Like what are the challenges that you're dealing with as far as mental health goes that you're willing to share? And what are the main things that help you heal um, or cope with those situations? Um, well, my like middle school, early high school, maybe even before middle school years, I struggle with depression. And I think it was like pretty severe. Um, I um, did have someone very special to me who helped me a lot, who was sitting right here. <laughs> I was, it helped me a lot, a lot, especially in ninth grade, tenth grade. Um, and she worked in the school, so she was like someone who was always able to go to. And I will say that having people there, even literally sitting there, not saying a word, and if we both just sat there in silence, it's just such a supportive thing and um I did start going to therapy in ninth grade and getting help the help that I needed and I'm not ashamed to say that I um I take medication for my my depression and it's not something that I'm ashamed of because it made me who I am today and it gave me a life that I wouldn't have been able to have before like if I hadn't taken it and what an interesting concept that we have to apologize for these things like Anybody goes to the doctor, gets yeah. a prescription for their hurting, whatever, their migraines, and, like, nobody says a word, right? Nobody judges that. Of course, you want to help your migraines. Um, it's the same. It's equally important. We, like, are bought, like, we're blessed to have, I don't know if this is too much of an opinion to put in, but we're blessed to have um, a system and science and doctors who, like, have the tools to yeah. and have the information to help our minds. Why wouldn't we utilize that if it's Mm -hmm. needed? Absolutely. Well, I think that falls into breaking the stigma around whatever method somebody needs to use. Uh, Yeah, there is just a big stigma around medication. There is a stigma for sure. Absolutely. And um, I think it's important to know, you know, you can use it for whatever length of time you need. If you start it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be on it forever. Or you might be to maintain your mental health that you need, right? Like it's such a continuum of care and it varies depending where we're personally at. I don't think we should ever judge anybody on what they need to be as well as possible and like i know that maybe in the future people will be seeing this and like oh i don't want her to i don't want to deal with her because she takes medication or i've i've been in that account where people didn't want me to work for them or be or like know me or whatever because i struggle with mental health or because i take medication well i actually like got better and i actually am stronger now where so many other people won't speak about it and don't take medication and they're still struggling and they're still in a really bad place where I'm in a better place and I'm in a really good place now. And like, if people don't want me because I take medication or because I struggled, I don't want you either. Like, exactly. I don't want to work it's for not you a either. Environment. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have worked out. And like, your yeah. Health. And like, I do really think that without therapy, without medication, I don't think there's, if I had just one, I needed both together is really important. I'm a very big fan of water therapy and I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. And I've been through like a few different therapists and I will say the one I have now, shout out to you. It's been going in like, I don't know, a year and a half, two years now. And it's just like, 
that has been a huge, huge help. And even like the friends I had that really were just supportive. And even if like, it maybe wasn't, I don't think that it's a a relationship isn't so healthy when two people are going through a really hard time and there's not the proper boundary set. And I know that I didn't have proper boundaries like the past few years. Now I'm I'm really saying I really work on is boundaries. And those friendships were so like needed in the moment. And I do wish I could go back and like set proper boundaries, but they were like, they did help me like cope and everything. And like, and I think also like when it comes to boundaries and friendships, like there's also a stigma around like having been a person who maybe needed to set those boundaries. But I think all of us have been there. Like Mm -hmm. all of us have been in positions where we could have been better and we didn't know. And we were in a position where we like, didn't know otherwise and those are situations that we learn and grow from um and maybe some of those friendships can be rekindled at some point who knows and maybe they they were for that time and place um but i think I you think, yeah yeah boundaries are so healthy and like i feel like before you just go and like cut something short like see can i fix this can i make boundaries can i yeah absolutely yeah. i know myself like i've personally saved family relationships by setting healthy boundaries mm-hmm. like sometimes you just have to say this is what I'm willing to take. And it's not only for you, it's because it's out of love. Like, and it might not yeah. feel like it at, at the time, but that's, that's so important. It is. And like in the future, you'll, you'll look back and you'll be so thankful that, that those boundaries were set. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of every part of what you said. I think also the part about like medication and therapy, how sometimes it's multiple facets that are going to create the recipe for healing. Like it's not always, I've spoken to close friends who, are searching for like the answer to mental health. And it's just, that's not how it works, right? I think all of us could agree that it's a journey. It really, really is a journey. Um, There's not usually a quick fix, which is sad, but true. Like it's unfortunate, it's hard, but um, sometimes it takes different, you know, it takes trying, it takes different therapists, right? Brought felt like, Mm -hmm. I can speak for myself. I've been through multiple um, therapists and each one served a purpose at their own time, but I had to move and I had to change and I had to um, figure out what was going to work for me. And it's not always one answer. So I think that's important how you mentioned that, you know, both of those things were important in your Also, it took like years before now I can say, I see how I am in such a better place and I'm so thankful for my life. And I'm so thankful that I never gave up and I never decided to end everything and I'm so thankful like I'm li- living the night li- the life that I never thought I would ever be able to live and like there's so many other things and it takes years and like if pe- anyone listening is struggling and is like doesn't see a future doesn't see how it's ever gonna end like it will end like trust me it ends it does and like it's never gonna end fully like I very much so still, sh- still struggle with things but I have my coping mechanisms and I have my people that I know I can trust and like I have resources and it's like it's not a uh, something like when you break a leg, you might like only have to deal with that for a certain amount of time. But you always have like your leg hurts when it storms, or like sinus people who have that, mm-hmm. and like it's it's an ongoing thing, and it's it's like not really healed, but it's like better. Yeah, and like it's always like something you can yeah work on. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Such important points. Thanks, Rafa. How about you, Ashira? Can we see the question? Yeah. I guess like I have it. Just- yeah. So what are some of the child mental health related challenges that you deal with and what are some of the healing things okay. that help you with those situations? So, um, well, 
Okay, so to start it off, I'm a very, very big overthinker. I am also a people pleaser, mm-hmm. and I'm a therapist friend. Please, mm. I'm a therapist. And <laughs> like, oh, uh, um, it's called the um, I think it's called the rescuer, something like that. Okay. Um, either way, yeah. so uh, my whole life, still to this day, to this minute, I am constantly helping people, and I I love helping people. Um, but there are times when it's stuff that I shouldn't have to be the one helping with, and. I have my own things, and I have. I've had so yeah. I've had a lot of people say like, I I'm very much. I I mean, people tell me I'm come off as a happy person, and I do I guess come off as that because it's very much. It's not a mask, but it's very much a coping mechanism. I think, and I've had a lot of people just be like, well, you know, people like you so whatever and it's just so your you life know, must be perfect yeah and um i think i think a lot i'm just gonna start with this but i think a lot a lot a lot of mental health especially in girls starts with insecurity mm-hmm. um at least for me for me it started very much with insecurity because as a person that's what you are um your whole life you're building security whether it's in money and other stuff um and that i think that set a lot of stuff and led me into overthinking um and especially during covid it like peaked um it yeah i got pretty bad to the point where i was like crying on my floor because i had to deal with everyone else's problems plus mine but then people were also like like you know like everyone likes you like be happy but it's like not fair to say that to someone um and i think I was also like, I'm, first of all, I'm still young, but it was like, even since I was in eighth grade, like someone had said, like, someone, like, we were pranking someone that I was crying. They're like, oh, she never cries unless it's for a real reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, those comments that people don't realize, like, just because you're surrounded with friends and just because you seem okay does not mean you're not allowed to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has gone bad to points like I still struggle with it I am better because I fought for stuff that whatever and I've learned to set boundaries sometimes I still struggle with it because I'm a people pleaser so I don't like hurting people um what's helped you get through right and um I think music and writing has gone I I can't write diaries for something I've never ever had a diary in my life but writing songs are very very much my therapy because it's so it's crazy because I hear like these singers saying like they write stuff subconsciously until and then months later they realize that's how they're feeling and it's like literally happened to me like I'll like improv and I'll be like two weeks later I'll be like oh my god like how did I know that but um I think what oh when when it gets hard 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 the thing that does keep me grounded is um my future self and my younger self if that makes sense mm-hmm. um and I think I've I've seen these videos. Um, I was gonna say of, like, I saw that video. Yeah, people, <laughs> whatever. Because I saw this video of this person saying like, "Imagine this was your younger self screaming at you," and I still have dreams, and I know that if that I want to live to see those dreams, um, and I think it's just it makes me annoyed. I guess that because because you're not the average person who struggles with mental health, then it makes it that it's not a struggle, if that makes sense. 
I think she's saying just because you're a young person struggling with mental health, people assume you're not really struggling very intensely mm -hmm. or not as much as they or are. Or because you look like, untrue. this is a thing, this is a quote of her, and I agree with it, the therapist friends need the most therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the happiest people do too. Like, and by the way, even the therapist like, also needs therapy. Even like the best of like <laughs> yes, celebrities, absolutely. like I don't know if, I don't, I like to read the names a lot, but like, even the best of celebrities, the best of those who are, like, really well-known, of, like, really mm -hmm. in the spotlight, like, even a lot of them to this month, to this day, like, are stepping back because of being in the spotlight so much that it can become an everyday struggle. And because of all the negative comments or all because of they think one way or another that they have to be perfect, it can take a mental health toll. So even them, they have to step away and they have to say, like, I need a break because of just everything. I need to be myself and I need to get better. Like it's not healthy and I'm not okay. And I need to do what's best. So can I say one thing on um, kind of what you, you said and you said, yeah, yeah. Um, is that I think what you guys said, the biggest impact is um, relationships and it's very, very hard to get yourself out of situations because especially for me, like you don't like hurting people and I was, I was very involved in a specific friendship that was was healthy, but because we weren't all healthy, like you said, it was very hard to keep it. And I had to learn to set boundaries and pull myself back. Um, and it's still like till this day going on. But I think if someone told me this and it really like stuck with me is that you are the main character in your story and everyone else is just a side character. Mm. Um, and another quote is relationships are there to help you grow in that moment. So holding on to things is is a human thing, but at the same time, try to remember that those things are there to help you grow. And if they're not helping you grow anymore, or if it feels like it's fading, it's because it's, it's meant to go how it's meant to go. And being the main character in your story, you cannot let other people take control of you. And as much as you can hurt other people, if you're hurting yourself, it yourself is overall what's funny well that quote about being the main character like it's so scary to say because it sounds so self-centered but yeah your life you should be the center of your life sure. <laughs> at you the end be. of the day yeah. whatever i say can affect her but she also chooses how she's affected the same way for me someone can someone can say something disgusting to me and at the end of the day, I choose how I feel because it doesn't affect them anymore. It's how I affect myself. Um, yeah. You're the most important person to you. Mm -hmm. Also, something about you were saying about people pleasers, something that my aunt said like years ago that really stuck with me is you need to fill your own cup before you fill other people's. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just really stuck with me. Yeah, absolutely true. Mm -hmm. 100%. So we're gonna start to wrap up that was so amazing and you guys i feel like we could literally go probably all day <laughs> learning from your insight um but this is a question that we really want to make sure that we cover um is there anything that you feel you want to share on behalf of the the teen wellness committee or the fact that you're members of the friendship circle and friends on air podcast um how can basically how can we as neighbors, friends, mental health advocates, how can we show up for each other? Like, why does talking about this matter? What do we do now? 
I think, um, like we always say, it's um, advocating and um, breaking the stigma. And I think it's also just bringing awareness to, um, to not the general, like that each thing you struggle with is your own personal thing. And just because you don't struggle with what the majority struggle with, it's still a struggle and you still deserve the same attention. Um, and yeah. Within this question also think of like, how would you suggest that friends could show up for friends or adults could show up for you? I think, yeah, yeah, I think, um, I think first of all, when you show up for someone to actually want to show up for someone, because Mm. if you're not going to, no one wants to talk to someone who doesn't want to listen um, and no one should go up to someone because they feel like they have to, because at the end of the day, it doesn't help anyone. Um, and I think just being in a healthy place, at least for that moment for yourself before helping someone, mm-hmm. um, is the most important. And I think just, that's solid advice. Yeah. I think just, just not faking it and you don't have to be, no one need. no, everyone knows each person is, has their own things that they want to do. So I think like, I know that someone doesn't want to fully sit down and talk about only about me. So you don't have to fake that. I think it's more just... Except for your therapist. I mean, I was like, yeah. I do. <laughs> the therapist, sorry, it's true. But no, but I'm saying as, as a friend, you don't need to sit there and just be like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's two-way street. Yeah. Right. And I think it also depends on the person, probably. Like, oh, yeah. Some sure. people want that person to just shut their mouth and just listen. And then some mm-hmm. people want to have that. Yeah, I think you need, really need to read the situation too. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about you, Braha? Anything you want for any people who consider themselves mental health advocates or interested in just standing up for maybe family and friends in their lives that have mental health issues? How do we help them show up for, you know, for them, for us, for their neighbors? Um, I think that honesty is so so important, especially in like a relationship with anyone a friend, a family member, a spouse, whatever it is, I think that honesty is so important. And it's, like, one of the most important, like, roots to a good relationship. And um, also something that, like, I've been thinking about a lot recently is that, like, if you care about someone a lot, you're going to – there's no such thing as, like, not having time for them. You're just going to have – like, time is just going to be made for them. So – and, like, if there's someone you don't really care about so much, you're going to have to make time for them or find time for them. Or someone you don't really like, you're going to have to – you don't have time for them. And I just think that, like, really being honest with yourself and knowing who you care about and, like, you don't want to waste someone's time by, like, acting fake and acting like you care about them when really you don't. Like, if they don't see it, you're wasting their time. You're wasting your own time. And, like, I just think that it's so important to be honest with yourself and with other people also. Like, and if you hurt them in the moment, it's – I think it's better to hurt them in the moment than hurt them in the long run. Mm-hmm. In a long relationship, which can hurt for years or however long it lasts, instead of one day you hurt them a lot by telling them that you don't really care about them or it's not working and you can't do it anymore. Like, I just think that it's really important to be honest. That's just one thing. Rather really than think. lead on. Yeah, I think honesty is so important. And if you're fake with someone and like being like, "Yes, I care about you so much," and then you walk away and you tell someone all the all their what they just told you and everything, and you just talk bad about them behind their back, like, I just think you're hurting yourself also when you're doing that. Yeah, I've heard you say boundaries before, so I'm taking from you like showing up from somebody means creating boundaries for yourself. Yeah, and it means filling up your cup. 
And I think also a very big, like, on that, like, if you know you're the kind of person who will, like, talk, even if you subconsciously, I think setting that boundary for yourself of not even... Engaging. Yeah, engaging, because it just doesn't feel good to either you after you say it or to... Like, having that pressure on yourself of don't say it, don't say it is not fair to you. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think recognizing... That's a hard one. Being conscious of who you are, because people like sharing, and that's fine, but... And, and, and she's not a therapist, so she's allowed to share. Right. But if you know that that's not something that should be shared and you know yourself, I think just acknowledging that. Yeah. How about you, Alex? So I, I completely agree with what Bracha said. Honesty is the, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> um, I do my best to try not to lie to people. I... And honest, I don't sometimes want people brutally. to. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm brutally honest. Sometimes, which is good. It's good yeah. to be brutally. Sometimes the truth hurts, but I, it's better for people to trust you. If you tell someone that, oh, I'm not really listening right now because I have other things on my mind, they they're gonna understand. Like, if you have to, if you're talking to your friend, and they are talking to you about their problems but you have your own problems you have to you need to tell them i'm sorry but i can't Mm -hmm. help you i i was i want to help you like desperately but i can't help you until i help myself yeah they they're gonna understand if you tell them something's wrong and that you can't be there they're gonna understand you need to be thankful that you said that and if Mm -hmm. if you don't if you, they don't understand, they're wrong. They're wrong. Then they, are they really your friends? Right. Right. Yeah, I'm saying like, if when someone like tells me like, oh, I can't be there right now, I'm like, thank you for saying that. Thanks for being honest because I don't want to be hurting you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 Right, and that's also right. Exactly. That's what an honest friendship is. Right. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about you, Abby? Um. Yeah, I think like I can agree with everyone else of like, you know, like being honest but also you know like coming and having just like that space to feel comfortable but also to to be able to advocate for not only your own self and like take your own time but help with others of like making the help speak up for their needs is can really make a difference because then they maybe will become less afraid to actually say something because if they don't feel like they have support or that they don't have someone to look up to. They'll be like, oh, I can't reach out or, oh, I don't want to reach out because I feel like, you know, like I'm in trouble and it's, they won't, they won't advocate. But once you advocate, then they'll come up and be like, I didn't, I didn't realize how much I needed that until I heard you say that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Answer. I think just being able to help advocate can make someone happy. So if you're, sorry, oh, getting, so the whole purpose of this podcast, like you said, getting comfortable sharing our story. I think we have that like overarching theme um, around advocacy. It's like we're creating a safe and an honest place, right? And of course, boundaries that we're comfortable with. If we get comfortable telling our story in a place like this, that's uh, hopefully an unconditionally supportive environment. And we do hope that um, people have spaces like that. Yes, yeah. mental health. Can I add a tiny, tiny bit to my answer? Because it's like very important. Can I, yeah, but can I just answer that? Because oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, um, I think you said two, super, I mean, the last thing that you said, I feel is super important 
if you're in the position to advocate for somebody else, if you have that power and you have that um, insight into their life that you're able to do that, I agree. I think that is such a supportive, like, I think that's such a practical way for adults and peers to support their friends going through mental health challenges um, because there really are opportunities where they can advocate. Um, and then also, like you said, when you're in that position yourself and you can advocate for yourself stepping yeah. up to that. And I think too. it's important, like, not only if you're regardless of need or if you have some type of like verbal, nonverbal, or if you're autistic or non-autistic, I don't think any of, I don't think regardless of what you may or may not have there, I think if you're able to advocate for those who maybe aren't unable to advocate for themselves or verbally unable to say something, I think for me, when I started realizing how many of us on the autism spectrum were getting bullied within our school, I started realizing I need to start advocating and I need to start speaking up and saying enough is enough. Like it's causing mental health problems and it's causing a lot of us to cry at home. It's causing a lot of us to be like, I don't want to go to school. I don't feel safe. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I fit in. I don't feel welcome within a school. Um, so I think being able to advocate is one way that you can really positive, like help make someone's life better. And I think help really lift them up when they feel really bad. So awesome. I think that can make a positive difference. Yeah. Thanks, Abby. Can I actually add something about yeah. Oh, sorry. We'll do super yeah, quick because yeah, yeah. we're yeah. six um, yeah. minutes over. I feel like um, every time adults talk about mental health and every time, even now we're talking about it, there is always the gap. It's always, there are ways to get better and it will get better and there are resources. And a lot of it is just, that's where it ends. And a lot of people who actually need that, they people listen into, okay, okay, this is when I'm going to get the answer. And a lot of times you don't get the answer, and it leaves very confusion of, okay, they say it gets better, but they're not giving any, any like, that's why I don't like that quote so much of it will get better, because you sitting there crying and saying it will get better. No, yeah. It's not, it's not useful, because it doesn't get better without work, working on it. And I think even like when we had a school thing, um, they were talking about like social media and how it's bad for you. And so I go, yes, we know it's bad for us. We're here because we want to hear how to stop it from affecting us. And they're like, we've never heard that before. And I think the fact that people have never heard before of we're here and we want the answers of how to help ourselves is a little bit ridiculous in a way, because, because I feel like every time we talk about mental health or anything, it's always, there are ways to help, but we never ever talk about the ways to help. And I think that leaves a lot of people lost, especially me, because it's like, I want to learn how to, you know, be the best version of myself. But when it comes to how, it's nothing, because no one answers that question of it. Interesting. Yeah, It's not I just wanted to add about being there for people in your community or whatever. Um, it's just a personal story is I was in an overnight camp and they wanted to kick me out because I struggled. I was struggling with depression. This was a few years ago. And I remember thinking, like, you kicking me out. Yeah, right now you feel like you, you don't feel safe with me being there because I wasn't I, – I would personally was in a safe space, but they didn't think I was safe. And you kicking me out, it's making you feel better that I'm off your shoulders, I'm off your hands. I decided I don't mind. Like, you're not thinking about me anymore. 
But sending the person home, I know friends who have been kicked out of places before, sending them home, they're going to be in a much worse state, much, much worse. And you're just making them, you're putting them in a position where they're just going to be doing so much worse than if you can make a plan with them and don't just like end it right away, like make a plan. Maybe you can go to therapy. I know many camps have therapies in camp and and just like stuff like that. I just like, I really think that it's important to not just kick someone out no matter what because there's so many like they are more to that and it also makes them feel very worthless and like yeah. you're kicking me out because i struggle with with mental health like other people everyone else here does too they just don't talk about it right i think it's when you're very open about it yeah they, and they don't know what to do and i think as a step of authority they're just calculating because like, yeah. sometimes the home the situation at home is what causes it exactly and sending the kid away will not make a difference exactly. like will not help and as much as it's not their problem, as an authority, as in a camp, as you accepted the person, it does become your problem. And that's why what they think is their their problem, how they deal with it, is I'll just mm-hmm. kick them out. Which I really, there's no right answer. There isn't. Right. And I really don't think, I I just think that kicking them out is just going to make it so much worse. So you're like, just, what your consequences? Like, yeah. just know that you're, what you're doing comes at an expense, and do you, is that the right thing to do? Yeah. Also, like, I just think a lot of like people in authority, they, they think like, I don't say, I don't mind. They're not in my authority anymore. I don't need to think about them. They're fine. They're not with me anymore. But now they might be in a much worse place. And I, I know someone in particular who she was kicked out of a camp that I was in also with her and she was in a much, 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 much worse place. And because of that, it affected long run a lot of negative things in her life. And it's just like, I feel like if you're going to have a camp or a school or whatever it is, you're going to run something. You need to make a plan where mm-hmm. majority people struggle with mental health. You need right. a plan. You need to figure it out a way that you can, you can be there for those people. Also, you can't just kick them out. Who you're going to have left. Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to have like dogs left. Like you're not going to have any humans left because everyone right. struggles. Right. Even dogs struggle. Even dogs struggle. <laughs> um, I don't want to cut this really important discussion short, but we're out of time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap up. I first want to say thank you all of you, all four of you, Abby, Alex, Bracha, and Ashira. Yeah. Woo! Oh, wait, I didn't finish yet because I have one last, like, wrap-up. We're all A's except for you. Oh! oh. <laughs> makes me special A-A-B. and unique. A-A-B. I'm special and unique. Um, I just wanted to really thank you all for sharing, um, and I hope you know that the experience that you're dealing with, although each is individual and unique, is something that I'm sure somebody outside of this room can relate to and can learn from. So thank you for sharing mm-hmm. all that you have. Um, and Ashira, I think we are answering that how question. What do you do? And I think it's everything that we're discussing, hopefully. Um, there's, Like we said, there's not one perfect answer for all. But hopefully taking um, advice from this person and that person, and what, right. this, what worked for her and what worked for him, um, will eventually lead to that person getting you know, that answer of like, what, what can they do now? Um, and with that, I feel like let's do our quick, like, we usually ask our guests at the end to say like a favorite book, a favorite musician, song, quote, piece of artwork, something that brings them joy or healing. Um, let's do this like speed round. Do you want to, do you have anything in mind, Allie? Um, so my uncle Bill has passed uh, but he was a, a pop artist, actually. He worked with, like, Andy Warhol's Ooh, like, so cool. cousin <laughs> and, like, a couple other people from, like, the art scene and stuff. And there's, like, this – he also did, like, um, work in, like, advertising, et cetera. And there's this picture of an orange, and it's smiling. And it's I think it's for 
um, like a fruit juice commercial <laughs> or something that I'm hanging up in the baby's room. It makes me really Aww. happy. Aww. So, That's just like a smiley happy. orange is my answer. Wait, where's yeah, the like smiley that. face? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's cute. I like that. How um, about you? I think it's that's a hard question and it's gonna take too long for me to answer so i'll just say i like i like a lot of singers um i like very like like name drop name drop one or two uh, like uh, <laughs> like james that's Arthur, a really okay. good name james <laughs> benson uh, boone thomas wait, so, day are you allowed to like say names yeah 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 you can say like we talked it's like, 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 like i'm actually like actually no um how about you bracha what brings you healing? Um, dark humor. Dark, dark oh, humor. I love dark humor. It's a recent thing that I recently discovered that I was one time was in the middle of panic attack and I just looked up really dark humor and it made me laugh it's, so it's hard. It's therapeutic. And it made me feel so good. And I showed it to someone else and they were like, what are you saying? That's horrible. Um, that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, really but like that's a re- recent thing. Events. Did you read those books or watch I don't know. Oh, okay. But music <laughs> is very helpful for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I a mix of those as well. Harry I Styles. like what? Harry Styles. I love Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, I love. I feel like you said that last time. I yeah. love songs by Harry Styles by um, JVKE. Oh, uh, Jake. It's pronounced Jake. I do. You, oh wait. Okay. Shoot. Shoot, whatever. <laughs> I also like dark humor. Um, we like can a, share our dark humor. Like I really like dark humor. Like, it, um, also like um, works by like. Um, Michelangelo. Yeah. It's like if you he sculpts the actual veins on the sculptures. And it's like so, cool. so much more impressive because he was a turtle. And <laughs> I I'm so lost. Wait, I, I got it. What is that? Oh, he was a turtle, he was a human. All <laughs> here. I sculpt the turtle. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so no, but like his his work is incredible. Yeah. There's really like the just the veins he carves like sheets out of marble. First it was a so turtle, cool. but it sheets veins. He, I'm he sculptures. sculptures. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Abby. How about you? Um, I think for me, um, Mandy Harvey. She was. Uh, well, she. Yeah, she's so she's a deaf, um, a deaf singer, very young age. She couldn't hear, told her dad. Her dad was like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean you can't hear? Like, you were fine a second ago. And then she was like, I can't hear. Sure enough, because she ended up getting really, really sick one day. And that caused her eardrum to disintegrate, basically, and lost her hearing. And then found out that she could hear music through her feet, through the floor. So she was like, yeah, exactly. Golden buzzer. I forget what season. I think it was like, no, it had to be like a few years ago. It was like three years ago, I feel like. Um, but she actually came to my dad's old church that we used to be a part of back so in cool. Illinois. And long story short, getting to meet her and getting to hang out with her and exchanging notes and um, really getting that connection with her. And um, it made me realize that, like, looking up to people who have a disability or don't have a disability but are able to kind of have that same click with you, like, it it really makes you realize like, oh my goodness, I'm more capable of what people think I am. I'm like, they say I can't, sorry. Um, they say that I can't, but I can, so. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Such a cool answer. Um, Perfect. 
guys thank you so much for sharing with us yeah today. you guys are all awesome in this episode we talked about how shattering the stigma and creating an inclusive community starts with comfort around telling our own stories how we own and support our mental health varies from individual to individual and we all have different viewpoints to respect and learn from so we hope that from listening to this podcast that you'll glean information on how it's like for us but also how we should be accepting of everybody's story um at the Friendship Circle, we believe that our role is to facilitate honest communication and friendships that start with having comfort around sharing every aspect of ourselves. And that includes learning more about mental health and in particular, our teen mental health in this podcast. So we hope that you loved it. We certainly love being a part of this one. It was very special to us. Mm-hmm. I need to say that Alan wrote here, great teenage mutant ninja turtle. Ref. Oh! <laughs> I was so confused. Alan, I thought you were sharing what makes you feel. If you guys are interested in hearing more mental health stories and experiences and friendships and all the good stuff that we talked about Mm -hmm. today and every day, come back to our channel. Please subscribe to our (laughs) podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we now have a visual option. You can see our lovely faces on YouTube as well. Um, please check us out. Our YouTube is also fully accessible with subtitles. Um, we're so happy and excited to be able to offer that. And make sure to come on back. Signing, Signing off from Friends on Air. Woo!